Good morning. Thanks for tuning in to Dogs and Friends. This is podcast episode four, and we're talking about things you should look for when you're looking at your dog food, how to read the label, and foods that you can add for ultimate health to your dog food. So I have worked in kennels where I have probably seen more dog food than the normal person and I have seen all dog food from kibble to dehydrated to raw to fresh cooked and everything in between I I got into nutrition when I started working at Petco because what we would do is we would have these vendors come in and just just throw up information on us about how good their dog food is and why we should promote their dog food rather than the competitors and oh we we source everything in the u.s well we are backed by science and this and and there's so many options out there it's a little overwhelming i mean for the people selling the dog food as in if you work at peco or PetSmart or a or cahoots or pet boutique or something like that and you have all of this information and it's it's stressful for the consumer because you go into the pet store and you see aisles and aisles and aisles of dog food and it's it's overwhelming so i'm here to help i'm going to talk about um how to read the labels and a little bit about AFCO and we'll go from there. So AFCO is, um, they set standards for dog food. They're not a regulatory company. They serve as a venue for the FDA and the feed regulators and they set feed standards. AFCO itself is not a regulatory authority whatsoever and so the labels that you see on the back of the dog food, any dog food pretty much sold at Petco, PetSmart, any dog store, pet store, um, is going to be AFCO standards. And AFCO kind of has low standards in my opinion. It just means that there has to be a certain amount of nutritious value in the dog food. And so they don't they don't go based on where it's sourced or or where the meat comes from or or you know vegan dog diets these are all still allowed through AFCO because they just go based on the guaranteed analysis as in crude protein moisture fat and then the uh, minerals and vitamins and essential nutrients that the dog needs which is great and I'm so glad that we have uh a standard out there but I just wish it was a little higher and I wish that um, the sourcing and things like that could be a part of AFCO but unfortunately they're not so that being said let's get into how to read a dog food label and you're probably thinking yeah it says beef so there's beef like it's really not that difficult and for those of you who 
have had any dog with allergies, you know just how difficult it is to read a dog food label. Like, it says beef, but why is there chicken fat in it? And it says it says it's made with salmon, but there's, you know, so such and such in it. There's so many different things that that dog food can have in it that aren't really necessary and a lot of dog food is mostly filler and I hate to say that but it is so when it comes to grain or grain free this is always going to be a personal preference now there is some studies that uh showed a um parallel between dogs getting DCM and um, grain-free dog food. Now, it was later found out that there was no correlation, but it's always good to be safe, okay? So, grain-free just means that it doesn't have the main grains. So, like corn, wheat, millet, barley, rice, things like that, right? But, people don't realize grain-free can still contain seeds, uh, green beans, sugar peas, which are technically grains, but the consumer doesn't want wheat or corn, um, corn gluten, things like that in the, in the food. So it's really just kind of like a, an advertising thing. It doesn't really mean totally grain free um but let's get into reading the label so when you're reading the label say you have a food that's called Fido's beef favorite now that food because it has beef right in the title or the name any named ingredients must account for 70% of the total product. So if it says Fido's beef favorite, it has to have at least 70% of beef in it, which is, it's a pretty good amount. Um, That being said, beef can be split up into different, so it could be um, beef, then it could be beef fat, then it could be beef byproduct, but it's all beef. So just look on the back of the bag and you'll find out right away. So next we have, say we have a dog food called Fido's chicken and rice. This means that 70% of the total product has to be a mix of chicken and rice. So it's not... Um, equal parts and there's not more chicken than rice because chicken comes first it's a mix of chicken and rice now you can obviously just look on the back of the bag and then you'll see the ingredients and what's in it now these are the ones that you have to really really be careful for because these are quite misleading and I see consumers every single day make the choice. Well, it says filet mignon dinner, and it and it looks so good on the on the label. Remember, dogs do not look at labels. Dogs 
don't care what the bag of food looks like and all of the bright colors and things like that, they don't care. We care as humans. So it's important to keep that in mind that no matter how beautiful the labeling is and like think of Beneful, right? You see Beneful, you see pieces of filet mignon falling from the sky and green beans and carrots and a happy dog running by. And in reality, Beneful is not that great of a food. It, it's really, it has corn gluten, cornmeal. It's just, it's not that great. And it has beautiful labeling because they want consumers to buy it. Now, that being said, if your dog food has a term dinner or entree at the end, as in Daisy's fish entree or Fido's beef dinner, that product, beef or fish, only has to contain 25% of the total product. So think about that. You buy Fido's food and you're you're like, hey, this says beef dinner or filet mignon dinner. Okay? It actually only has 25%. And that's at least 25%. So hopefully they put more in there, but... I don't I just don't know about pet food companies sometimes. So try in my opinion to steer away from anything that says dinner or entree or feast. Now, the last one when you're reading your dog food label and you're looking at the front and it says Fido's dog food with chicken. With is probably the most horrible one that you're ever going to get because with whatever the product means it only has to have 3%. 3%. That's it. So when you buy Fido's food with chicken, it's only 3% chicken. And I'm pretty sure dogs need a little more chicken than that. But of course, it will be AFCO approved because the crude protein and the crude analysis say, yeah, it's 23% protein, but they get the protein from peas and who knows what else. (laughs) You want to make sure that you are educated in these kind of terms, right? So let's just go over that again one more time. So named ingredients, if it says Fido's beef favorite, it's going to be 70% beef. If it says Fido's chicken and rice, it means 70% of mixed chicken and rice. But if it has dinner, entree, or feast at the end, it only contains 25%. And when it says uh, with, it only contains 3%. So... Now you know that. Now let's get to the hard part. I know you're probably like, that was kind of difficult already. What the heck are we doing? Let's go to the back of the bag now. Now you see, obviously, your your crude analysis, which is going to be your protein, your fat, your moisture, and things like that. And honestly, I don't look at this part too often because... 
it is, and I'm doing air quotations here, nutritiously um, standing for the AFCO. Hold on. Sorry, I needed a coffee sip for this one. So when you're looking at the ingredients on the back, okay, they go by weight. Now, that being said, the weight does not have to be quantified and and they don't have to put where they source the ingredients from on the back. They're also not really supposed to put the grade of the quality or the grade or quality of the product on the back. So when you see organic chicken, they're actually not supposed to do that. And there's no regulations for that. So keep that in mind. When you're looking at the back of the bag in the ingredients, like I said, it's listed in weight from dis- in, in descending order. So the first ingredient is going to be the most weight. So when I'm looking at the bag of dog food and I determine, hey, this is a pretty good dog food or hey, uh, this is not something I would feed. For the pretty good ones, I'm looking for the first three or four ingredients to be a meat base. And I don't mean byproduct meal or poultry byproduct or anything like that. I mean real meat as in deboned chicken, chicken meal, fish, mackerel, beef, lamb, bison. These these are the things that I'm looking at. And I said chicken meal because meal just means that it's been dehydrated. So keep that in mind. And of course you want to always add in moisture to any kind of kibble if you are buying kibble, but I'll get that I'll get to that a little later on when I talk about things you can add in. So now we've looked at the back of the bag. We're looking at the first five or six products and you can even look at the first 10 or read the whole thing, but the closer you get to the end is gonna be the vitamins and minerals and nutrients that they add in because they cook the kibble at such a high heat. Um, so you're looking at the ingredients and you got, say you have deboned chicken, deboned quail, beef, right? And then you start going into grains most of the time. The reason why kibble companies use so much grains is because we want the dog food to be more shelf stable and Um, I should say they want the dog food to be more shelf-stable and it's hard to create a a kibble without having some type of filler in it. So you'll see grains. Now the thing I want you to look for which I find really really interesting is grain splitting. Now in the back of the bag you see the meat or whatever, the first couple ingredients, and then you see something like, say you have a grain tree, right? Then you'll see pea splitting, which is where you say, you see pea starch, pea halves, um, split peas, uh, pea flour, things like that. And in reality, if you add all of those peas together, it makes up more weight than the actual chicken or beef or lamb or whatever you're feeding, but they split it up. And they're totally allowed to do this. 
it's kind of one of those well we got around the rule we don't have that much chicken but we'll just split up our peas to make it look like we don't have uh, that much that many grains or that many starches because peas are just starch and sugar um with with grain you'll see it as whole wheat um maybe wheat gluten wheat flour with corn you'll see it as corn corn gluten corn meal uh corn flour and you'll see that on the back of the bags and those are the things i want you to look out for now if you have something that's that's like um say the first five ingredients are deboned chicken uh chicken meal chicken fat and then you have whole wheat and then the next ingredient is rice right we're splitting grains at that point where it's wheat and then rice and then maybe sweet potatoes or peas okay and that sounds pretty good you're like yeah that that sounds great but think about it if you add in those three ingredients sweet potatoes um rice and wheat that's going to add up to more probably more than the value of the chicken or the deboned chicken so it actually goes higher up on the list for the grains i like to choose foods that have like i said at least the first four ingredients of a meat that i can identify and you want to steer clear from something that says meat, right? Because that's mystery meat. And you want to steer clear from byproducts because what byproducts are, and sometimes byproducts are okay, but you you want to make sure that they're labeling it properly. So byproducts could be bones, feathers, beaks, um feet and things like that and these actually separately are pretty good for your dog if they're not processed too much so for example if you're giving your dog a turkey a turkey dog food and they say turkey byproduct usually that means the feathers the beak and the and the bones but if you were to give your dog a turkey neck with the bone intact it's it's actually really good for them so you just kind of have to weigh out your options and see what your standards are because if you're if you're like Helena I can literally only afford pedigree that's the cheapest stuff I can get it in the biggest quantity and that's that's all I that's all I can afford don't make me feel like shit like okay let's make that food better then okay say you're like okay I know all of this but that's all I can afford okay how can we make this food better? First things first, you're always going to rehydrate kibble. You're adding in water, you're adding in broth, you're adding in goat's milk, something that's going to rehydrate it so that they're not living in a constant state of dehydration. This is going to help tremendously with your dog's health. Okay? Secondly, you can add in um like i said bone broth is a really good one uh raw goat's milk or kefir or greek yogurt this is going to have probiotics and things that are really really good for your dog's 
microbiome. What's a microbiome? It's just all the good and bad bacteria in your gut. It actually makes up about, in humans, it makes up about three pounds of your body weight, which is actually the same amount as your brain. So the brain and the gut talk to each other constantly. The same thing happens with dogs. They have a specific microbiome and we want to make it so it's easier for them to digest things and um, we want to keep that microbiome happy. So that's where the yogurt comes in, the raw goat's milk or kefir and you can even add in egged, egg raw or lightly cooked um, that adds in omegas so that your dog has um, good fatty acids that they're receiving. You can also do fruits and vegetables. But the thing with fruits and vegetables is dog's GI tract is just not set up to, to get all of the benefits from those like we do. Because we have a really, really long intestinal tract and dogs have a short one because they're carnivores. Or some will say omnivores too. Um, so if you are giving your dogs fruits and vegetables and greens, just blend them up first or lightly steam them so that your dog can digest them better and still receive the nutrients from them. Another thing that you can add in is um, raw bones and just be just be careful giving your dog raw bones and I'm not not because they're going to splinter in the stomach because raw bones don't do that but because you want to make sure that they're chewing on appropriate size bones for their size. You're not going to give a chihuahua beef bone and you're not going to give a mastiff a chicken bone because they can choke, right? Most human foods, and I say that in air quotes, are okay for dogs to have. Now, there's a difference between toxic dog foods like chocolate, grapes, onions, those things you're never going to give to your dog. But the rest, oh, and raisins, um, but the rest of the stuff is really okay for dogs to have. Now, there's stuff that's not healthy for dogs, but arguably enough, they're not healthy for humans either, such as bread and crackers. Uh, Dogs have been um, domesticated over the years, and they have an enzyme in their stomach that does help them um, digest starches and things like that. But their GI tract and their intestines are still set up to um, for a carnivore body. So just keep that in mind. Now, all all of these things set it set aside. Whatever you can do for your dog is a, and you're doing the best that you can. That's perfect. These are just tips and things that you should look out for when reading your dog food label and things you can add in. And there's a million. Oh, oh, one more thing, too is you can add in um, whole fish and smelt or uh, mackerel and it's really, really good for your dog because it has the DHA and omega-3s. DHA is really, really good for puppies and I have so much more info. I could probably go on forever, but I'm really trying to make this as short as possible and I think the biggest thing is just rehydration. Add in that water so that they're getting enough water throughout the day um yeah I know that was kind of like a clusterfuck but 
<laughs> we'll get there. Anyways, dogs who train to train together stay together. So have a wonderful day. Bye.